Wow, what's happening? It's your boy Maserati Shells checking in. Oh my god, my fucking volume is so loud. Hold on. Wow, it's your boy Maserati Shells tapping in yet again with the Talk with Maserati podcast. And today is a special day because I just got some. I got the usual, the usual, the regular degular. You feel me? The usual. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get right. There we go, there we go, there we go. So, as always, my trusty co-host, the iPad, for my information, you know, um, today was an interesting day. I had posted something, right, and in, uh, in my opinion, just my opinion from some information I had, right, and a brother, a brother who knew more than me, I guess, in that situation, took it upon himself to really try to in his in his mind belittled me. He thought he belittled me by saying all this extra stuff. His he didn't know me from a can of paint. He don't know how to been around a block locked up with all these brothers who do all this stuff and they find this knowledge and then they want to downgrade everybody because they found this knowledge and they haven't really got the knowledge themselves. So another brother told them because another brother told them and this is how they found themselves. And so I always say, man, be yourself. It costs none to be your yourself. You know, it costs none to be yourself. I'm looking up some information. Why I talk so excuse me if I'm not looking at you guys. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to find I heard about something. I want to make sure. Okay, here it is. Here it is right here. Okay. So, um, y'all have all seen that the Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, right? So, there is this Freedom of Choice Act that actually, from what I was told, and it's just from what I was told, that President Obama could have signed that would have made them, not would have prevented them from doing this. It was a Freedom of Choice Act, right? The Freedom of Choice Act was a bill in the 110th United States Congress, which declares that its policy on the United States that every woman has a fundamental right to choose to bear a child, terminate pregnancy, or bore, or prior to fight uh, fetal viability, or to terminate pregnancy after viability when necessary to protect her life or her health. It prohibits a federal, state, local government entity from denying or interfering with a woman's right to exercise such choices or discriminate against the exercise those rights and regulation, provision of benefits, facilities, services for information, provided that such a prohibit, prohibit, prohibition, prohibition, my bad, prohibition shall apply retroactively. It also authorizes an individual aggrieved by violation of this act to obtain appropriate relief, including relief against a government entity in a civil action. Right? So this Freedom of Choice Act, Wikipedia. Freedom of Choice Act, honestly, was what President Obama used in his, like, like when he was trying to say, you know what? When he was, it was time for a change. He was going, he was going to press it. The Freedom of Choice Act, and he said when he got in office, that wasn't a priority on his legislation, legislation bill, legislation. Let's, let's, you know the word I'm trying to use. You, man, come on, man. Y'all know, y'all know how I be. But um, it's funny because that wasn't a priority. But he pushed for 
same-sex marriages. Remember when he sent the Attorney General Eric Holder down there to Utah to enforce same-sex marriages? Same time we were having police kill black people. At the same time, the Freedom of Choice Act, he could have pushed through the Senate. And so Charlemagne to God said something on the Breakfast Club this morning that really made sense. He's like, the Republicans, they tell you what they're going to do and they position themselves to do it. How's that? What did Donald Trump do? He put two Supreme Court justices in there knowing that what they're going to do. How they going to protect their movement. You feel me? And um, Democrats just be sitting there letting them do it. It's Democrats, block, I think they blocked Obama for putting in the Supreme Court justice what they do. He just said, okay, they did that and just took the higher road. Like, Obama could have stopped this. He could have pushed for this Freedom of Choice Act bill, and they wouldn't be able to do none of this. So you got to think about this, right? I'm speaking up as a man. Like, we should not con- we should not control a woman's body. You can't tell them what to do and what not to do in that sense. You feel me? You just can't. You, nobody controls me. Nobody controls you, right? Now we have, hold on, I want to, I got to make sure I say this right. So then after, after the road weight thing going on, everybody's talking about it, you know, pro-life, pro-this, pro-that, right? Now you got, who is it? Um, now you got this, uh, what's her name? What was this lady's name? Hold on, let me find this lady's name. This, this lady, she said some goofy, she says the most goofiest shit ever. She said some real life goofy, like real life goofy shit. So, U.S. Rep. Mary Miller called the Supreme Court overturning Roe and Wade a historic victory for white life. A historic victory for white life. She said this on national TV standing in front of Donald Trump. Thanking them for that. A national victory for white life. Historic victory for white life. So, what does that tell y'all? What, what, is it, what does that mean to y'all? Like, like y'all understand where they're going with this? they tell you already what they're trying to do. So and if that doesn't clear it up more, let me go back to something else I posted. Senator John Crowen, Senator, I don't even know what he's Senator for, said, hey, now do Plessy and Ferguson, Ferguson and Brown versus Board of Education. So they want to they want to segregate schools again. Right now, the funny part about what Senator John said, right. President Obama tweets today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent and regulated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make to the whims of political politicians and ideologists. Right. But he could have President Obama made that tweet, but he could have stopped it by pushing the pro the uh, freedom of choice act. He could have stopped this. But now they were talking about let's bring back segregation. So what does that tell you? You got one Republican senator saying, hey, this is a historic victory for white life. Another one saying, hey, let's bring back school segregation. If y'all don't see it, like that's that's crazy to me. And and then I say that to say, instead of attacking the people that's really holding us down, other black people rather attack us because it's easy. It's easy to attack your own people. It takes courage to say, okay, I'm gonna go against people that's really fucking us over. And we've been doing that for so long, and it's sad. Like it's really sad that in 2022 we have any same issues, the same issues the same way. And it's crazy because. The technology we got is so it's so vast. We're so ahead, but yet we're so behind. And it's crazy because it's something I want to segue into my next topic. It's staying stuck, right? As a people, if we stay stuck, we're never going to climb out this economic deficiency. Because economically, we're behind. We might spend more than most people, but we're economically behind. We don't have as much as the next people. That's because we're going against ourselves, to be honest. You feel me? And the sense of saying that we can't see what's going on. We're blind to it, but we know when the new Jordans come out. We tear each other down. You ain't this, you ain't that. 
Like that's dumb to stay stuck. Like like if I still thought like I was thought when I was twelve, how can I? How would I be as an adult if I still think like I was twelve? We have to elevate. You have to grow. You can't stay stuck in the same place forever. And a lot of people are stuck. You know, we still stuck and not thinking we need to know what's going on or we better than somebody or or I'm gonna be a real nigga this and real nigga that. Like man, come on, man. Like at this point, if you ain't voting or understand what you voting for. These legislations is like just on who you put in the Senate, who you put in Congress and holding these people accountable. Like, what do the Democrats do? Like, like, honestly, like, I don't be watching all this stuff. I don't be on it. Like, most people I got to do is to tell you up and down this, this, and that. I'm not one of them guys. But what do y'all do? Like, I see, and I don't even vote Democrat. I'm just keeping on hunting. I see all the Democrats go out, shake all the black people hand, all the famous black people, all the rappers. They haven't performed. They do this, 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 and that. For what? If you want you to just be real like the Republicans, the Republicans said, we're going to fuck you over. If you're poor, we're trying to keep you poor. If you're rich, we're going to stand up for you. Like, just keep it real like that. Like, I don't understand why I just can't keep it real like that. Like, just be straight up, stand on that. Like, and you got Biden, right? This is something Biden said he was going to take care of. We're going to do this. Man, come on, man. Like, like, like Charlamagne the guy was saying, they probably need more, more Supreme Justice in there. Like, they need more people on the bench because you got a 63. Six to three is six Republicans in it to the three Democrats. So they're always going to win it. They're whatever they judge it. And, and what's to stop them? Like what's next? What blacks can't go into certain businesses now? Well, we're going to go that, back to that now. That's what we back on. Like that's what it's looking like. Like you really, they really told women that they can't have abortions. And was it 26 states or 26 states left? I don't know how many or whatever it might be, but that's crazy. Next up. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry for the honor. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I did homework. I went to work. I got to go to the gym after this. So, excuse me. Normally, I go to the gym and didn't do this and get my second energy. But I really want to touch on these topics is Karens. There's so many Karens out here. I'm getting tired of Karens. Like, you Karens, like, like Karens are just, just mind-boggling to me. Like, they just, like, came out of the sky from the planet of Karen. Sit y'all silly asses down somewhere, man. Like, really... Really sit your silly ass. Like, I seen a fucking. <laughs> I'm not condoning this shit, right? I'm not condoning this shit, right? It was, this, it, was, it was this black dude, right? He was at a club. He was at a nightclub. And he was by his truck. A white lady came out drunk talking shit to him, right? And she slapped him. He floored her with another slap. Bam. Macked her. Meek, 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 meek. Smacked her. She flew across. Now, I don't agree with that, right? But minding your motherfucking business is key. Too many of y'all Karen's getting people business. Stay out of black people business. You feel me? And also, right? Black people. My people. People I love. Stop downgrading black people because they don't have the same information you have. Or someone told you something and you decided to know one thing about one thing. Black people will find out one thing about one thing and call other black people. Oh, y'all dumb. Y'all slow. Y'all clown. Bruh. Nobody wants to spend all day just thinking about what could have been. See, that's the problem with us, Right? We always thinking about the past, black history, black history, black history. What about black future? What about where we going? Like, like let's focus on that because I can't, I can't keep dwelling on slavery. I can't keep dwelling on oh, the white man ain't did this. Okay, we already know he's not fucking with us. What are we gonna do about it? We already know he's not fucking with us. That's not something that's new. He's not fucking with us. They don't want to see it shine. We know Asians aren't fucking with us. We know the Jewish aren't fucking with us. We know the Middle Easterns aren't fucking with us. We get that. We know the Africans ain't fucking with us. We get that already, man. We get that already. What are we gonna do about it? Like, when we going to start investing in ourselves and building our own communities and building our own economic, our own economy? My bad. 
Like I I don't I don't get it. Like to me, because I see so many complaints online, right? I see so many complaints online about what we don't have and what we not getting and all this and that, right? But nobody's going to change it. You only, my thing is, and I'm kind of guilty of this too, right? Our people will be doing a business and we don't want to fuck with them because we feel like they don't know what they do. They shady. We don't even take a chance on them. But we'll take a chance on other people. You feel me? We'll shop. When they, they can, they, I don't get, man, look. Why niggas ain't open up liquor stores? Why women, black women, open up beauty shops in the hood? Like, all the Koreans got the swap meets, the hairstyles, the liquor stores, you know, the, the, the Middle Easterns, or, you know what I'm saying, the Hindus, the Hindus, they got the 7-Elevens. Why black people won't only put it in our hood? Why, why why we ain't going to black colleges? Like, like finally, I seen Diddy donate a million dollars to Howard and a million dollars to Jackson State, where Deion Sanders coaches at. We should be playing for us. Yes. Why don't most black kids that got that talented in football stuff go to Jackson? All these black, you know, HB, historically black universities. Why don't go to HBUs? Like, what? why y'all want to go to their colleges so bad? Like, I get it. I get it. The name, the prestige. I went here. But we got to... Um, Started going. I remember I got hyped, bro. I remember Morehouse. They had Morehouse online, and I was going to take the courses, but they didn't match what I was going to school for already, so I couldn't do it. But that was always something when I was younger. I wanted to go to a black college. I don't know about pledging a fraternity, because I really understand fraternities back then. But I think like I probably like if I understood, I went to college and someone told me about it, I probably would have did it. You know what I'm saying? But we just got to be more focused on us. Like I see too much. Like, like where I'm from, bro, where I'm from, like, people are weird. Like, our people are weird because they don't rock with each other. They're anti each other. They'll go rock with the other person, like the white people first or the Mexican first before they rock with blacks. And it's weird to me because I'm like, bro, I come from my original hometown. I come from where black help black and stick together. So when I see people anti-black, it really confuses me. You know, it really confuses me because I'm like, bro, like, we supposed to be together. You know, and nowadays you can't even correct a person that's black because you try to correct your own people. Oh, nigga, this, this, and like, come on, bro. We got to be better than this. Like, like, I take my time out to really give people advice. And my most advice is growth. It's like, you got to emotionally grow. Like, like, bro, I remember when I was young, I remember just a year ago. I'm not the same as I was a year ago. How I process my emotions, how I deal with things. You feel me? Because people try to tear me down a lot. Like, because a lot of people knew me, but they don't know the new me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people knew you, but they don't know the new you. And then they not going to never accept the new you because the new you don't fit what they want you to be. You feel me? I used to have, man, listen, man, listen, man. I can go get my other phone and call DJ Rarum right now and he'll tell you how motherfuckers used to be. Like, like really, like, fucked up and doing bullshit. Let me, man, if I call DJ Rarum right now on the iPad, let me call him on the iPad. I don't know if this shit will work. I never did use the phone on the iPad, but let me see. I'm going to call DJ Red Room right now. He'll tell you if he if he answer. If he answer. Let's see. He might not answer. The buster didn't answer. But yeah, hold on. Can I call from here? I don't know. I probably can't call from here. I don't know. I think I can. It rang. Well, let me see if I can call from here. I don't, I, I don't really use this that much. Let 
What time is it over there? It's about four twenty. He might not. He might be busy. He might not be busy. Let's see. Big guy, I got you. He might be busy. Please leave your message for seven one. I gotta hang up. Can't let you know. But anyway, he'll tell you, man. Like how this where we come from, motherfucker, uh, bro. So many people are so fake in the sense of in the DMs and the phone calls. When you see them in person, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But when they doing something, they want to involve it. They be like, oh, I don't fuck with you. Like, bro, listen. I'm gonna say it like this. I don't give a fuck if no one likes me, if no one approves of what I do or what I say or they think what I'm saying ain't right. I don't give two fucks, to be honest, because what you do don't dictate what I do. What you eat don't make me shit. And if you care about what a motherfucker think about you, you stupid motherfucker care about what you think about you. And that's just me being real. Like, I can't sit here and tell you. Yeah, we all think about, oh, I wanted this, but you can't give a fuck. You have to go do it, bro. Listen. This niggas with doper podcasts with me, nice scenery, the keyboard, the super duper mics. They got all the shit. I don't give a fuck. Their message ain't my message. My life ain't their life. They don't know what I've done. They don't know what I lived. So they can't speak on what I do. You feel me? And they can't live it because most niggas that's doing what they do and they've been through what I've been through. So I know for a fact you have no real no content. You have no real substance because you're just going off of what's cool. See, when motherfuckers do what's cool, that shit don't last. Why? Because they go to the next trend. They can't sit still. I've been doing this. I'm going to keep doing this for the real because there's motherfuckers out there that's watching me right now like, damn, that nigga speaking for me. The niggas that actually got out the game and made a change. <clears throat> I'm speaking for them because a lot of us wasn't supposed to make it. If you come from where I come from in the type of situations... You ain't supposed to make it. Them decisions you made, them choices you made as a young man, you're not supposed to make it. And that's the whole thing about not staying stuck in that same mindset as a young man. Because once you make it out of something, you got to understand, look, I made it out. I'm different. Okay, let me move different. Because I used to play dumb to be cool. Man, I played dumb for a long time to be cool because I want to be cool. Once you don't want to be cool no more, you in a whole different ball game. You're not stuck on, oh, I got to look like them. I got to do this. No. Man, the, <coughs> the dumbest thing I ever did, bro. And I think about it now, we used to, I wake up, take a shower, do my hair, get dressed to go hang on a corner with some niggas, to go hang on a corner with some niggas. Just sit there on the corner and do nothing. Maybe sell some dope, tell some bitches to pull up and do some weird shit. And then maybe, you know, go do this, go do that. I thought that was cool. Like, I really thought that was cool. Like, I remember this is the worst part, the worst part of my life, bro. And to most on the outside, it looked great because I had the car, I had the apartment, I, we was popping, we were talking to Atlantic Records, and we're looking real dope. It looks dope on the outside, but the worst part was, it was a group of us, right? A group of me and my partners, I think it was Till, D-Knox, Chuck D, Deza, my nigga, uh, Looney Mac, and DJ Redrum. We all go to the Sharks Club, right? The Sharks Club in Costa Mesa. We get into it with some dudes, you know. I'm I'm going off. I'm ready to just tear the whole club up. But they like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm banging on them. So when we get back to the homie D house, I'm hot at everybody because I feel like niggas marked out. Like like niggas made me look soft. So I'm like, nigga, I put this, I put this gang banging. I put the hood before I, I put before my kids, my family. I'm banging. Nigga. I'm a crip. That was the dumbest. Thing. I said I put crip before everything. That was my mentality at that time. I had no common sense. My thing was this crib meant more to me than anything. My Loken was important because that was my name. That was my credit in these streets. I didn't sacrifice so much. I'm not letting that go. It took me as a man to grow and to see the world different. I can travel and understand that. My small minded thinking it was a small, a small blip on the fucking map, bro. And I see niggas and I tell them like, bro, 
I have full on conversations with people and they think I'm trying to act tougher. I don't know what they think. You know what I'm saying? But I tell people you can't be stuck in the same mindset because when I say my mindset a year ago wasn't what it was today, is bro, I was doing wild shit last year. Running up on niggas podcasts, running to niggas studios. Like nigga, you talking about me? Cause I thought if you said something about me and you knew my get down that you was disrespecting, you was playing with me. When you have a right to your opinion, I can't change what you think about me. You're gonna think about what you think about me. I can't change that. I could just focus on me and what I'm doing and where my mind's at and how I'm progressing. So for the nigga that needs to hear it out there, or the young man, the brother, the king out there needs to hear that. Don't worry about what they think about you. Worry about what you think of you. The young lady out there, I think Instagram, the, the big booty and titties and the twerking, it don't matter. Be what you want to be. Don't let society tell you what you have to be. Because at the end of the day, you have to live with you. You have to be happy with what you see in the mirror. And a lot of people are unhappy with themselves, you know. And I want to say that. And I want to make sure that the ladies understand that before I get up out of here. You know that I do support women on this one. I am saying that the government shouldn't have did this. This is foul, you know, like rape and, you know, molestation, incest, all kind of shit. Child, like so many things that can happen to a woman, you know, they're not like, and even men get raped too, I understand that, but like women can't protect themselves really, you know, the ones that can shout out to y'all, the ones that are smart enough to get y'all gun license, concealed ones, y'all better, ladies, right now, hold on, I just hit on something, I just, oh my God, ladies, hold on, whenever I hit on something, I gotta come with the, with the, <clears throat> with the client, with, with the, what the climate is now, ladies, go get your gun permit and a concealed weapon license right now. Start going to that shooting range, you know, go, and brothers, too. Start going to that shooting range. Take self-defense. Ladies, there's no reason why you shouldn't be in no martial arts class and no taking and shooting that gun. This is the perfect time now. Martial arts is going to get you in shape how you want to look. Stretching in your body is going to teach you how to defend yourself with your body weight, using other people's body weight against them. Then you in there working on your shooting so you have aim. You have your concealed license. Man, protect yourself. If you ain't got a you can, your man ain't going to be with you 24-7. Protect yourself, man. This is a perfect time, the perfect opportunity, the perfect time for y'all to do that. Even my brothers. I tell my brothers, man, listen. I told a homie the other day, I'm thinking about going to martial arts. Why? Just getting in shape in that. And just something I ain't did it in a while. You know, we can all brawl. We can all tussle and box. But to really use somebody's kind of way to get some survival tactics and knowing that, that's why I go to the shooting range with my brother. Man, listen. I'm not no capper, okay? You can ask my brother. When I first came home and we were shooting, I was horrible. I ain't shot in a while. I was just, I was thought I was old dog. Pop, pop, out. Then I really sat in like, you know, let me learn how to shoot because somebody's running up on me when I'm in the crowd or something. Shoot, man, now I'm, stop playing now. They know what it is, but this your boy Maserati Shells. Talking with Maserati. Man, uh, let me call this dude back. See if he's going, he's going. Let's see if he answer because he be acting funny style. I might have, I might have to beat him up. Y'all never know. My brother be tripping. Let me see if he answer. He might be, he, he supposed to be at the gym, but he ain't at the gym. He capping. Please leave your message oh. for him. What do you say to the guy? Okay, so we're going to wait for him. I'm going to text him right now. And the reason why I'm asking DJ Raymond, why I call my mom, I call people that know me because these are people that cared about me. They knew, they seen it for themselves, and it's not because they're biased. They actually seen it, and I feel like these are people that I might have let down, that I might have um, hurt just by living my life, living my truth. But it, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's cool. He's he's ordering something. He likes that's his problem now. He spends money frivolously. I don't know what he's ordering. 
But yeah, he he that's his problem right now. But that's a whole other story. But these are people that when y'all hear me call somebody on this show, it's someone that see my growth, that seen me grow into something or see me decline, you know, see me self-destruct. He seen hopefully he don't say no wild shit when I call him, because he might say some wild shit. He has no filter. So um that's his problem pretty much. But um when he calls back, we'll get on that. I'll touch on another topic. Um Keeping it real, man. Like, keeping it real ain't, ain't doing no negative street shit, but keeping it real with yourself, bro. Like, like, listen, I was one of them ones I thought I was going to rap. My tape was going to drop. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be balling. I, that was me. I was one of them guys. Don't get me wrong. But I was also smart to know to keep a job and learn, learn like, skills and learn, learn things and go back to school because I knew that there's too many rappers in this world. They're not, you're not all going to make it. It's not a lot of producers. You're not all going to make it. Have a backup plan. Like, I see dudes that's like 22. All they do is rap. I say, bro, you don't do nothing but rap and trap. Like, you have no no other skill. Like, like, like you, like, I, I love the confidence. Don't get me wrong. Keep that confidence. You're going to make it. But what about a plan B, C, and D just in case? Because even if you make a plan B, you can get on, make some money. And still got plan C and D in case things don't work out. How many rappers we done seen fall off? You know? So that that that's just my thing with people. People be having no plan B's or C's. You feel me? Also, what else? I want to talk about something too, right? <laughs> Some funny shit. So are y'all familiar with Charleston White? He he's like, I guess you can call him Uncle Tom, sort of kinda. Of. I don't think he's Uncle Tom. I just think he's misunderstood. He be talking about how he talking bad about King Vaughn and Dirk and Nipsey. He's he, he Whatever you want. I don't know. You can come whatever you want. I don't know how you want to judge it. But he said something that was very... And I don't know if I said this before. I don't know if I said this before on another podcast. But he said some real shit, right? He was like, nigga's so quick to kill. Kill because he dissed me. Kill because of this. He goes, man, keep it player. You know, buy a nigga mama something. Buy a nigga girl something. That's how you be a player because... My nigga, it ain't hard to kill somebody. It's easy. Niggas go get high and shoot up a whole block and kill 100 people. They just shot a five, a five months. Oh, hold on. I think he is right here. Hold on. There he is. So, hold on one second. I got you on my podcast. I'm recording. So, I was just saying, right? Hold on a second. So, yeah, they it's easy to kill somebody. They just shot a five-month-old five girl in the head in Chicago. So, it's easy to kill somebody. You niggas got to, like, think of better ways to handle shit because it's really a misunderstanding. But we're going to get to this call now, and I'll finish that up better. Okay. <laughs> So this is this is my brother DJ Red Rum. He's a he was probably ordering something he don't need. What was you ordering? Fucking food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking it figures, it figures. But okay. So what I'm basically so I did this with my mom. I don't know if you've seen the episode. I just called my mom randomly about three topics. So I'm calling you randomly about three topics. So you can answer how you want. But um, be mindful you are on the podcast and I do not edit. So be mindful of that. Just before you say anything incriminating or anything like that. Okay. Okay. Maserati Tales with the Maserati Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I deny anything. This is not real. Anything he said is not real. But no, I would say the first question is going to be, name something that you've seen me do that you just didn't like. And you maybe might have spoke on it. You didn't spoke on it. Like, but like in the past, like something you just didn't like. Like you might, man, I didn't, I didn't feel that. You know, it's something you could have told me, something you might not have told me. It's all good, but just something you didn't like. Maybe how you overreact to certain situations. 
I I kind of I kind of do over. I don't I don't over. Okay, I do overreact. I overreact. I, but it's it's. Well, just, well I, I say it like this: you take things personal that might not be personal because you care more than the person who actually is involved in the situation actually cares. You know what I mean? Like it's more you you yeah, you fast. care more than the actual person of the incident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like innocent feeling some type of way about something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do be acting like that. They might not be the same, you know, but it's the same thing I always tell you. Yeah, okay. Two, since, let's go, since 2009 to now, what is the biggest growth that you've seen like that that stands out to you? Like the growth, like the part, like, because I always tell them on my podcast how I used to be, and they can't tell because it's just me saying that. So it's people who've seen the growth that I'm talking about right now. Like these people have actually seen the growth and the change. So how would you explain that? Okay, so... Considering I've seen you go in and out of jail at least, what, three times already? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say each time you got out, you were a little different and you were a little more mindful, I would think, of, of like how to react to certain situations. But like recently, the recent time was the first time we went out to, to downtown Fullerton and that girl tried to bang on you and you just kind of laughed at her when the old you would have turned up on her or whatever, just because she was, she thought she was hard because she was Compton or whatever. And it was just funny. I forgot and about that. I, that there was a change, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I remember, and then you were still fresh out. So I expected you to react more, you know, more hateful, but you actually kept your composure and you just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then, of course, she was on the doozy that night, too. That was funny. Yeah, so I'll tell them quick. Okay, what happened is, so they take me out my first like I was like, I've only been out like three days or something like that. And we go to the club, and it's a long line. But we got a good part in the line. So these three females try to cut in front of us on some just they look good. So I'm like, excuse me, no, that ain't going on. Like, we've been here. She, instead of her being a lady, like, on my back and, like, try to charm her way in, she started banging on me. I'm like, bruh. I'm like, you're a girl, like, and you look decent, but like, you're a girl, like, relax. Like, and she just tried, she was trying to go hard on me, hard on me. I'm like, man, relax. And we just, I was like, whatever, whatever. And then we just went in. As soon as we got in there, she was on my tip. I was like, man, what is wrong with you? Like, you, you need Jesus or something. She wouldn't get out of my face, but yeah. So the last question, the last question, if you could, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Last question. Oh. Last question is going to be work ethic. How would you describe my work ethic? Because I try to get people to understand you have to work hard for what you want. And a lot of people just think niggas be bullshitting. So, you know, how would you describe my work ethic? I'm going to say. Okay. So the best way to describe your work ethic, I would say, would be um, like similar to like a, a Jordan. But, you know, of course, because you haven't had like massive success. Don't say, oh, you know, that's cap and it's coming from me and whatever. But I remember when you got out of jail, you were still working two jobs. So two eight-hour jobs, by the way, right? Barely getting any sleep, making beats all day and all night. You had like over a 100-something beats in like the first, I don't know how many months or whatever. And obviously you had to get refreshed on how to, you know, use all the software and everything because you hadn't used she it was, in like... She was like way different. Year. Especially <laughs> on a... I had a Mac. I never year. used a Mac a day in my life before except for his. So it was way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. And then... Um, and then obviously you started recording yourself and, 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 and 
and dropping mixtape after mixtape from the time you got out. I mean, look, in the first year, you dropped how many mixtapes? Like six, I think. They were like six, like, like six or seven. It was like six or seven. Yeah, and the four first of them were year, trash. The four were legit trash. Well, I, when I listen yeah, to them now, I'll be like, "This is trash." I wouldn't say it was trash, but I would say, you know, once you got in your rhythm. I mean, a lot of the music sounded way better than half the people that I hear a lot of people boost up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's the content, it's the it's the true delivery, it's the it's the the storyline, like did and, and let's check let's check a lot of these people file. They full of cap. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they ain't lived a, a day of half the shit they rap about. So you know, that, to me that plays a heavy part. So anywho I would say, yeah, work ethic. I mean, gone up and up and up and up. And like you continue to put down two time jobs. Then it's like, and you, you always out at events. You, you, then you did the community stuff. You started, you started like more and more and more on your play, you know? Yeah. Which, in my opinion, also contributed to your demise of when you caught COVID. But, uh, man, yeah, probably I wasn't I wasn't getting enough sleep. I was really pushing myself, and I say, and that's the downfalls of trying to do everything, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all that. Like, don't push it to where your body your body turns on you because you're not getting sleep, you're not eating right, you're not hydrating, you partying, you having sex, you doing all this, but you getting shit done. The body will turn on you. I promise you that. I know. So now you got to take care of yourself. That's why I take care of myself now. Well, that's enough shine on my show. Get off the get off my fucking show. Where'd you go get to eat? Don't worry about it. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll holler at you. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, go. All right, all right late. You're late. Real life hater. But yeah, that's a, I forgot about that club story. But y'all, yeah, but my, my point of me calling people that I know and care about men is to really just keep it real with y'all. Like, bro, I've been through it. I grew from it. I don't let it hold me back. I'm worried about my future, not my past. This is Talk With Maserati, and I am Maserati Shells. Juan, I'm out. Y'all holler at me. Don't.